1: We're heading into Memorial Day weekend. We're looking at next week's two-star pitchers and potential pickups for this weekend here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Clay Link here with fswa hall of famer todd zola and todd we got a busy week to look ahead to next week you said before we got started what 101 games next week
2: 101 games currently on the schedule subject to change three of which are double headers which you know obviously weren't scheduled well i know maybe they were after the uh i don't know if they're all rainouts they could have been makeups but uh, makeup from the first week but um yeah, Memorial Day, not everybody's playing, but most of the teams are playing, which makes it a very, very
1: busy week. Yes, it will be uh, a busy one, and we'll do our best to get you prepared for that. But I'm kind of wondering, Todd, before we get too uh, too deep into things today, do you think Memorial Day is like a, an important mile marker? Or is that kind of overblown fantasy? Like, is, is now a time to really dig into where you are in certain categories, or? that may be a little overblown.
2: No, actually, it's not overblown at all. Now, the season starting a week later, we're close enough. Now, what I've noticed on Memorial Day is, if I can explain this properly, the top to bottom distributions of standings are representative of how they'll be at the end of the season. What I mean by that is if you prorate the numbers, they will come out to to logically be what they'll be at the end of the year. Early early on, the, the, the top teams are just crushing and the bottom teams are terrible. We're at the point now where prorating the stats gets you kind of close. The teams will shuffle within what I'm saying, you know, if you prorate and you get 220 homers, then that'll be about what the winning total is at the end of the year. And the best way to tell is looking at the ratios. The rate, the top to bottom ratios Again, we'll shuffle in between, but they won't move much, which tells me we can start doing the old category math, right? I could gain four points here. I could lose two points here. Of course, you you can't just prorate it because other teams are making moves, but I feel more comfortable trying to figure out strength and weakness within categories after Memorial
1: Day. Interesting, interesting. Well – I'll say that our buddy Rob Silver, who I've mentioned this a few times, I think he was in like eleventh place on Memorial Day when he, uh, in his league, when he went on to win the overall. So yeah. it's not the be all end all right now. But well, no, no. All I'm saying is the standing you can you can
2: trust the gaps in the standings. I don't know if gotcha. you trust the teams. I mean, and there are studies that will show that you know X amount of teams in the top twenty five percent. End up in the time. I mean, and and it's better to be higher up in the standings now, but by no means is it time to, you know, all right, it's football time. No, 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 no. So much movement can be made up. And especially because not a lot of offensive stats were, you know, garnered in the first quarter of the season. And offense is picking up now. So the, the gaps weren't as you know, the, the gaps are manageable. Offense is picking up. And I, I tweeted tweeted out a little chart earlier today. It's not, it's not because homers are going up. Strikeouts are down. BABIP is up. I think it's a little premature to say batters are making an adjustment. But one could argue, looking at the numbers, batters are making an adjustment. I want to continue to see this trend before you can definitively say something of that nature. But st- strikeouts are down. BABIP is up. Which kind of tells me, uh, well, first of all, it tells me that there's a lot of uh position players pitching, right? Um,
1: it does seem like that in oh, recent days,
2: you know, the, the same day, the same day that Major League Baseball announced they're extending the 14th pitcher a lot on your roster. Um, teams went out there and used at least three that I happen to catch watching at least three position players pitching, and so it's it, it, to me, it's kind of a push me pull me. I mean. The extra pitchers are there so pitchers can pitch, not so that. Uh, I, I think you know. I I don't like. I'm over it. I, I'm I'm over it. I'm overseeing Albert Pujols pitch. I'm overseeing. I'm overseeing it. I, I I don't care. Burn burn your worst relief arm. Send it down to the minors. I don't want to see, and Simmons, my best defensive player, exposing himself, throwing 45 miles an hour. You know, I just don't want to see it.
1: Yeah, it kind of bastardizes the game a little bit. Yeah. I, just, I, I don't really I- want to see it either. But, um, Yeah, like if you had like Trevor Story and uh, J.D. Martinez, things have flipped around in a hurry, and they can still flip around pretty quickly. So don't get uh, too discouraged. But at the same time, like Todd said, maybe it's time to take inventory of certain teams. Uh, let's get into yeah. the stake league pickups from last night before we get into two-start starters. Uh, William Contreras of Atlanta was the top pickup for 13 bucks. I was kind of bummed. I didn't get him, but in the end, I wasn't all that close. I had $7 out of a hundred went for oh, 13. And uh, now that he's playing between catcher left field, um, DH. Yeah. looks like he's a pretty much a must roster guy across all formats. This is only yeah. one catcher league, by the way. yeah,
2: it's a, it's a good, it's a good season to be a Contreras, huh? Yeah. No
1: kidding. But, um, yeah, I got Danny Jansen too. So again, this is only a one-catcher league, but um, Jansen's been red hot, and so I think guys like Jansen and William Contreras they they clear the bar for me. So I was happy to uh, I wasn't happy to lose out on Contreras, but I will look to add well, him this weekend a few
2: spots. And I know this league doesn't lend itself to the streaming catchers, just because it's 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 a it's hundred dollar fab, not a thousand, right?
1: Yeah, only 100
2: Right. So, I mean, so, you know, continue to get $1 catchers. I mean, if you do it 10 times over the course of the year, you've done, you know, 10% of your budget. You do that in a $1,000, you've used up, what, 1% of your budget, right? So uh, it's a little bit better of a strategy to keep trying, you know, in the worst case scenario is the guy's the worst catch in the league, which, you know, this is what the strategy entails. You hope to land on somebody. It's just a little more, I don't see risky, but inefficient to pull off in a hundred fab unit league because again, one unit is one one hundredth as opposed to one one thousandth of your overall budget.
1: We had uh, four players picked up for exactly seven dollars, kind of random. But Brady Singer for seven, James got Trevor Larnick for seven, uh, JT Brubaker for seven, then Ronzi Contreras for seven. So a uh, Ronzi looking pretty good the other day and. Uh, looks like he's up to, to stick in that rotation for now. Doesn't it look like a two-start starter this week uh, coming up, but he will get Arizona at home. So that's pretty nice. The seven, I'm, I'm actually not surprised.
2: Some, someone's reading me. Um, zero and five are kind of the most common. So a lot of people then therefore switch to one and six, ending the bids. Um, then people began to realize that one and six were common. So some, people are starting to use uh, two slash three and seven. To, to win the bids because if you want to try to you know the 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 fab whisperer if you will uh and your bids in two three or seven and you've got a, a good chance of uh you know
1: plus wanting somebody else you mentioned that i grabbed danny jansen he uh it's one catcher but two utils and i dropped you know daniel vogel back easy for me to say uh, Christopher Morel was picked up for four. I like that. Uh, Jordan Lyles for three. Then Edwin Rios for three. Rios has been kind of quietly playing a heck of a lot. So still only against right-handed pitching, but seems like against righties, the Dodgers are kind of making it a priority to get Rios in there. Yeah, they, you know
2: they were a platoon team a few years back, probably to an excess. Uh, some feel some feel they the, you know they hurt themselves in the World Series against the Red Sox by over platooning um so they're kind of going back to that way with rios and um Kid can hit right I'm not a kid anymore guy can hit and we they thought with the dh he'd be playing a little bit more and we'll, we'll see over the course of the season you know injuries here and there but he is definitely someone that if you can if you can get him on a bench there are weeks or half weeks where you can use him
1: yeah he's a guy like in the nfbc in those half weeks because yep. they got a series of righties due up I feel like the playing time is is there at this point to where you can actually deploy Edwin Rios. Yeah. Uh, James grabbed Dylan Bundy for three. Uh, Matt Barnes was picked up for three. Darren Ruff for sorry, two. But, sorry about that Barnes pickup. <laughs> yeah. Not, not so great on Barnes this year. Darren Ruff for two. Nico Horner for two. Harold Ramirez for two. And then Johnny Cueto for a buck. Yeah. Uh, not available in this league and probably not in your deeper leagues, but if uh, Aaron Ashby's out there, I'd say, uh, go rectify that. Get him rostered. Uh, anybody else kind of on your mind, Fab? This weekend, or is that about cover? I have not. No, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't really dug too far deep mm-hmm. into it. I've been. Seems focused. like kind of a lighter week this week. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, 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 yeah. Um, I, I mean, we talk been talking about it, in most of my, – I'm not in a ton of NFBC leagues, but in the in the in the few that I'm in, I'm in more, I'm in more, uh, leagues that are running the NFBC platform, but aren't NFBC. Right, like TGFBI and Rasball and Nerf and that. And I'm in, I'm on. A, I'm on more of those leagues I think, than an FPC, but um, I'm. I'm finding the drops are my more uh, are bigger attention than the you know the 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 upstart rookie or upstart uh, Edwin Rios whoever it might be. I um I'm I'm looking like I'm stringing together more. You know, someone so dropped. You know Bundy. You know. Uh, players of that nature i'm having more luck nickel and diming those than i am taking a chance on a big guy we'll see uh we'll see at some point you know all this money i'm saving i'll probably have to take a a splash on a bigger on a bigger player just to you know why mm-hmm. why you know at some point but um
1: we like grayson see. rodriguez or somebody like this yeah yeah, yeah what the hell is he still doing down if any yeah. needs to be up asap Right, yeah, no, exactly. There are, they will,
2: there, there will still be some impact uh, call ups throughout the course of the season. When I'm realizing I mean, this is completely off topic. But I happen to realize, um, I am, um, you know, humble humble brag alert. I don't talk about this stuff a lot. I just do my thing, whatever. I just noticed I've got three cutline teams each in second place, and I forgot about the first fab period. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I forgot about it. So, I did in Slam. Yeah, I um, I thought like too. I'm actually, I think I'm in third in my league there. Point being, I've, I'm already starting to look and to see who's available, um, and and you know, I'm gonna start putting in bids now so I don't forget the second one. But to be in second and and, and kind of have the hammer, i um, looking at like, you know, Grand, like, there I did, I said Clay Holmes. Um, there are some interesting players out there that if I can hang in there. We'll see what happens, but uh, you know, I'm not going to post my rosters, it's not my thing. Um, you know, we'll see, but um uh, yeah,
1: anyway, mentioned Vinny Pasquantino and he yeah. had uh, he had four extra base hits on Wednesday, so I assume he played a double header, had seven at bats, two doubles, two homers. So uh, he's now batting 296, 396, 638 slugs. So I don't know what the heck the Royals are waiting on, but uh. You know, he may be among those last wave or among the last wave of like, yeah, guys, you actually would feel good about committing a sizable chunk of your fab to. Yeah. Um, Real quick. Last thing before we get to two start starters, you're doing a Tot Wars Memorial Day mock. I know the Tot Wars or the NFBC is not doing the Memorial Day drafts this year, but fun exercise to do regardless here. Uh, you notice any massive shakeups or any real takeaways you want to let us know about?
2: Well, at least in this particular – you can it's, – it's available um, on, on Twitter. I'll get the URL. Uh, I know it's t- it's a tiny URL if I'm going to get it exact, but it's publicly available. Um, pitchers. Uh, we're just waiting on pitchers even more. you know, People wait on the pitchers, whether that's um, a fragment of the room or of the um, first quarter of the season and how things have played out uh, you know, I don't assume it remains a scene, but we're not exactly sure, but yeah, pitching, um, it went a lot, you know, then the typical run just went bing, bang, boom. But that is what I'm noticing. And I, um, I you know, I won't go over my team in general, but I, I will, I will, you know, publicly say that I took Byron Buxton in the third round of a 12, of a 12 team draft.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of unlike you.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't want to make this a you know a, you know a gratuitous plug for my site but one of the, in, in order to help my dfs play one of the things i've been doing this year is uh dusted off my dfs engine where i project each player per day throw in the salaries and try to figure out stuff like that but one of the things i'm also doing i'm you know posting it for my subscribers the cut line scoring mentioned earlier is supposed to emulate five by five so i'm also uh take taking the line the, the projected line that day and plugging in it a cut line scoring so people can use it to help rank in daily leagues and five by five, because it's supposed to emulate that. And the point being the long winded way of saying Byron Buxton has been the number one ranked batter. I mean, over half the time. And it's sometimes against right-handed pitching. I mean, and this is kind of having an off year and I'm making adjustments to expectations too. Um, I think we knew he was good, but this kind of opened my eyes. And I th- if you do one of those, what is it? Steamer six hundreds. I know Liz used to do it, and I kind of do it too. Where you give everybody the same plate appearances to see, you know, rank on skills. I bet Buxton had come out at the top of the list in rotisserie. It just kind of opened my eyes to just how dominant he is when he's healthy. And I don't, you know, mock. I would have done it anyway. Um, you know, one of those, especially a twelve team. Give me the numbers now, and if he does get hurt, I'll deal with it later. So it kind of, it, it, I don't know if I'll, you know, if it'll. Change how I think next year in some drafts. I, you know, I, I don't know, but this was a very eye opening experience to just once again see Buxton at the top of the list. Buxton at the top of the list.
1: Interesting. Well, yeah, it looks like Shane McClanahan, officially a, a third rounder, probably higher than that come draft season. Uh, Manoa in the fourth round, Pablo Lopez in the fourth. So you guys are only in the fifth round, but. Interesting stuff, and follow along if if you are interested in that. So, yeah, uh, kind of get an idea of how values, how people are gauging yeah, values at this I, exact moment. The, the initial idea was, you know, it's because of the NFBC doing their second
2: half or second chance league. Yeah. So I wanted to do it, and then we have Greg on the 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 RotoWire show, Jeff and I on on Monday, and he didn't talk about it. So. Man, I looked, he didn't have him I'm like, oh that's interesting. So I kinda like, eh, blow it off. I didn't I'm not gonna do the draft. And I'm thinking, what do I want to do for a tow table? The heck with it. Let's have it. I wish I thought I wish I'd done that earlier because I didn't give us much time to get done by Memorial Day. But I said, you know what, this will be fun. Social media, it'll be fun. So we we, we rounded up eleven plus a guest, and Andrew Lamont got us a guest. And uh, so we're doing fine.
1: Nice. Well, yeah, hope everybody out there enjoys their Memorial Day, and uh, be sure to get your lineup set, even if you're, you know, enjoying a day off from work. Be sure to, to put in the early, work on your fantasy Early team. ball, too, right? Yeah, I think so. You know, wire-to-wire wire ball on Monday. Yeah, so before we get into the two-star starters for Memorial Day week, um, let's first take a quick break, and we'll throw to a quick word from our Blue Wire sponsors. All right, we are back on the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Clay Link here with Todd Zola, and we're going to be grading next week's two-star pitchers on a zero to five scale, as we always do. Uh, zero meaning we're completely hands off, not starting him anywhere. Five meaning you know five out of five, start him everywhere. Zach Gallon, I think, has reached that five level again. I, I like to reserve that five for the the tip top of the uh, the crop for each week, but I think gallon has uh, worked his way back into that very tip top.
2: Yeah. You don't love versus Atlanta, but at least it's at home. Yeah. No, I think he's a top 10 rank in the, in the, it'll be in my top 10 this week. Yep.
1: Now, Charlie Morton and Kyle Wright, both got to go to Colorado to end next week. That kind of stinks, but um, eesh, you know, Kyle Wright's been great. I still think with the Colorado start, I'm going to go maybe Morton four, right? Three. I just Colorado always just. Yeah, I mean, I'm
2: I'm actually thinking lower because just Colorado crushes. Um, I don't mind the Arizona part for right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go twos. I just Colorado crushes and runs are being scored. Runs are picking up. So I'm being a little more, a little, little less liberal, a little more, a little more conservative. As uh, at least in my ranking, not necessarily my voting. Uh, all right, I didn't say that, but anyway.
1: Well, I um. Speaking of Colorado, you know who's on my S list, so to speak, right now is Chris Bryant. What the heck, man? Just returned uh-huh. and now he's back on the IL again. Uh, I just I mean, I never drafted Chris Bryant. Then he signed with the Rockies, and I grabbed him. And, and in we a had few spots, so. and, and few people had FOMO.
2: You know, when he first got traded for not picking him and then I'm going to I know one guy that did another league just that was me just so I could draft Chris Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a best ball, um, but I, 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 you know, I wanted to make sure I got a piece of Chris Bryant. So I i, I think I added another best ball um, anyway. But um, yeah, and, it, you know, we talk about, you know, should we drop Mitch Haniger? I mean, you, you, you could have that question, that conversation about Bryant it's Colorado how can you how can you drop him right now without knowing a little more information
1: yeah probably not a drop for me yet but man it's so frustrating because so ready to get him back to help my outfield and yeah
2: and third base too it. right I, I had him yeah. in, a, in an Otno League I need a third baseman and, mm-hmm. I, and thought I, you know and it didn't work out but anyway
1: Tyler Wells for Baltimore I want new no part of Boston and I want no part of Tyler Wells so that's a zero yeah, I was, I mean, I was, he, you know, uh, yeah, I was on him, and he he let me
2: down. Um, yeah, so I, I'm going to go. I'm no, about no part. Uh, yeah, maybe. I'm going to go. No, know what? You know, I am going to go zero. I need to adjust my expectations, and I'm going to go zero.
1: That's assuming he hasn't been all that bad in terms of run prevention, but that just feels like playing with fire. Uh, Rich Hill. Now, I actually think. Now they're kind of on a set, like, tandem situation that Hauk, Tanner Hauk's the guy I'd rather have for this because he's been piggybacking Hill, right? Like, pretty much every well, time out.
2: Yeah, but Hill's been going five. Hmm. So, I mean, I I, th- I don't think – I prefer Hill. I mean, this, especially in these outings, Baltimore and Oakland. But, you know, if uh, there's nothing wrong with, with picking up Hauk if you don't like anybody else. But Hill has been going five innings, at least five. I mean – Good point. Good so point. I, I kind of like Hill. Now – I um, was watching what Ryan Yarbrough pitch last night. I don't know how one would do it, but I think you get Rich Hill and Ryan Yarbrough to play like a baseball game of horse, where they're like, all right, uh, two-seamer, uh, you know, with the, from the low, from a sidearm motion, landing low and outside, and then try to, you know, they each, they each call the pitch, because I swear they both make up pitches as they go along.
1: They are pretty crazy. It's, pretty, like
2: it's kind of. It looks, it looks like a dad throwing. It looks like a dad throwing. You know, throwing batting practice to his kid and kind of, you know, pissing him off by throwing a curveball. I know it's better than my dad's curveball, whatever, but or a dad's curveball. But that's it's what a guy kind of looks like. He's up there flipping the ball up to home, and batters are flailing away. Anyway,
1: yeah, he's got that dad's strength. Now but, I, I gave Richel a three. Would you go higher than that? Or I'm no? going a two. I'm doing a two. Okay. Yeah.
2: And again, I kind of like how um, it's the, to me, the matchups Baltimore and Oakland. Yeah. yeah love that.
1: Now, next up, we have, uh, and I don't know if I've ever seen this, but looks like the Cubs actually have three two-star pitchers next week because they have a doubleheader Monday and then a doubleheader Saturday. So it <laughs> looks like Marcus Stroman, Drew Smiley, and Kyle Hendricks. I don't know if I can give anybody but Stroman higher than a one here. I mean, Kyle Hendricks has been a disaster. Versus Milwaukee, versus St. Louis. I guess I'll give Stroman a two, Smiley a, a one, and Hendricks a zero.
2: Wow, who would have thought that? I mean, I'm I kind of agree, but you know, shouldn't we be saying four for Hendricks? You know,
1: but I mean, in years past, sure. yeah,
2: you know, but it's just not happening. Um, I still have Hendricks ranked in the. I'm, you know, I just I feel like giving a two. I'm going to give you know officially. I'm going to give a two to all of them. Okay. Yeah, I just I I can't. I don't I don't want to get too. Um, what have you done for me lately? I'm going to yeah, go two, 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 two for them all. Maybe I'm too much. A maybe that's a, of the moment. Maybe but, that could be aggressive on Smiley, but I'm still I still think there's something there.
1: The fact that Hendricks couldn't make his layup against the Reds just uh, just that's scary.
2: See. That is scary. Yeah. And
1: speaking of the Reds, Luis Castillo's got. A tough assignment to start the week at Boston. Then he's versus Washington. Uh, he looked pretty good the other day. Kind of like mid-start, he finally, finally seemed to kind of find his his rhythm. But um, still pretty scary. So I think I'm actually going to give Luis Castillo a three.
2: I'm going to go four. Okay. I still think good pitchers pitch pretty well against good teams, and I mean the the offense is like Boston. And when Toronto's on, they do hit. Good pitching, but I think overall I still like the good pitchers. And maybe someone's saying, "Well, Castillo's not that good a pitcher," and you could have a point. But I still, I'm still going to go four.
1: I think that's fair. I just still coming off the injury, just not quite willing to go. Yeah, high, but I, can I, hear see,
2: I can see it. I can see it for sure.
1: Now, maybe a guy who you think about picking up in leagues where he was dropped, Cal Quantrill, because he's versus Kansas City, then at Baltimore. Man, that's pretty nice. I know the K's have been low, but um, I think I'll have Quantrill on a list or two this weekend. I'm going to give him a three.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised if he was dropped, but um, I maybe in, in, in twelve teamers I could see it. Um, I'm going to go three as well. And it's because it, he's he's better. He's more strikeouts away from a four. But
1: Herman Marquez got to be a zero with two home oh, starts.
2: Man, and that's he's uh, a bummer. But yes,
1: you know James opened my eyes to something i was talking to him about my main event team that i drafted in the spring and i ended up with marquez there and i was just like lamenting like ah, i just kind of had to take him he kept falling and james made the good point that no you didn't have to take him and <laughs> um, and i think moving forward i'm going to take a page out of james's book and kind of you got eliminate parts of the player pool because you know and you your research has shown it too those guys who slip past ADP aren't actually values a lot of the time so what they they the winners the champions they are
2: but for the rest of the league they're not and of course there's a cause and effect there but the point being um, yeah pay pay get, especially if you've got a little time to take a to take a deeper look don't always assume that if ADP is 40 and you're at pick 61 that the guy's worth it you know do yeah. do a little take even if it's even if it's in your minute at a live draft don't see what see what you might be missing
1: so for the chicago white Sox, michael kopech is going to be at toronto then at tampa bay next week um hard for me to really grade him here i'm thinking four because even though toronto um isn't really rolling on all cylinders right now
0: yeah they're ready they're pretty (laughs)
1: scary yeah so i'm gonna give him a four do you think that's too high too low
2: my, my my preliminary has them of the five, but I'm sort of with you that I'm going to go four. Okay.
1: And then Ronnie Garcia for the Detroit Tigers. I can't see it. I I guess maybe Tariq Scuble too. I guess they have a doubleheader on Tuesday. So Tariq Scuba, I think, is getting into that five mix. Maybe a four. I'm i I'm stick four, but Ronnie Garcia is zero.
2: Oh, yeah. Ronnie Garcia is a zero. Let's see about Scuble. Um, Yeah, I mean – I think he is approaching that five mix, and if it wasn't for on the road against the Yankees, he, he, you know, there's certain matchups he would deserve it. But I'm going to go four.
1: Yeah, at at NYY kind of takes him out of the five mix. Yeah, yeah. A Framber Valdez at Oakland at KC. That's uh, that's what you want, as the kids say. So, um, Valdez, I think I'm going to give him five.
2: I have him in the four range. I'm going to say four, but I'm not going to try to talk you out of a five.
1: I hear you. That's probably a more level-headed approach, but I will get him in the five mix. Now, Jonathan Heasley, I don't even know if he's going to start that game because he issued six free passes. Uh, he has a 7-13 to K to walk. Yes, seven strikeouts against 13 walks in 13 in the third inning, so no clue if he even starts, but uh, zero either, either way.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess the question is who 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 else is available?
1: Yeah, I guess to make those starts,
2: I don't know. Um, I don't know. I haven't looked about Jackson Coar for a while and to see who else might be available. But I'm with you on a zero.
1: Yeah, I just I was thinking maybe they turn elsewhere because I just don't see the point. But um, no two start starters for the Angels, but then for the Dodgers, Walker Bueller and Julio Urias. I know Bueller's strikeouts haven't been all that great but still five for me and same with a yep
2: yep they're both uh they're both if they're not top 10 they're very very close
1: i enjoyed watching that battle between arias and uh juan soto the other day
2: i think i missed that one i missed that uh, yeah
1: They seem to be having fun with each other okay
2: i missed that i've seen a lot of fun i mean i'm enjoying baseball right now Mm -hmm. um i think it's 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 at a good spot i mean you know um what's um was it jesus aguilar was having some fun yeah no i am i'm enjoying uh what's the watching the games now i mean not that i didn't in april but i'm not saying that should have been out or you know i'm not saying you know that that i can't believe that one went out Uh, i'm kind of enjoying the games but anyway
1: so pablo lopez he's going to be at colorado then versus san francisco I was wondering if maybe the Colorado knocks him down a peg, but he's just pitched so well. So I'm going to actually keep him in the five mix here. Uh, I can't do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna
2: go four. I can't keep him in the five.
1: Cody Puti to zero, but yeah, I'm going to go Pablo Lopez five. But I got okay. you down as a four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Aaron Ashby, who I think in the shallower leagues will be a hot pickup this week, and then Eric Lauer has been great. So uh, at the Cubs and then versus San Diego. I think Lauer is a five and I think I'm going to give actually, no, I'm going to give Lauer four and Ashby a three. Um, yeah, I have Lauer ranked as a five. So I, am
2: you know, but it's like number 17. It's like two, three spots away and I haven't made some adjustments yet. So I'm going to, I'm going to match you on that. I'm going to go Lauer four and Ashby three.
1: Nice. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what Ashby can do with a little bit of runway here in the rotation. You hate to see that with the Freddie Peralta, but Oh, for sure. steps. Aaron Ashby uh, Dylan Bundy. I mentioned, I think it was James who picked him up and you it, correct me if I'm mistaken, but you kind of alluded to, you know, liking him as a pickup at yeah. Detroit at Toronto, uh, Joe Ryan, I'm going to give a four, but Dylan Bundy, I'm going to give a three. Um, I'm going to give, a, I'm going to give it,
2: I want to say a two to Bundy. Um, I need to double check on the on the home Detroit has no power. Um I right, am gonna go I'm gonna go three on Bundy what did you Ryan was it – you said a four? I said a four, yeah. Yeah. He's 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 not he's back he's okay health wise. There was wouldn't he have a bit of an issue? Maybe I guess he's being back to okay. <sighs> Good um, question.
1: Um I'm gonna go I guess four. he's on the COVID list still. Oh, that's what it was. That's right. Yeah.
2: So assuming he's back, et cetera, I'm gonna go two up uh, four as well.
1: Nice, and David Peterson for the Mets is a guy I picked up in my first come first serve league, and I'll probably look to be adding some more shares this weekend because well, he does get the road start against the Dodgers to end the week, he's versus Washington to start. Trevor Williams is going to be a zero, but I, I'm pretty interested in Peterson, so I don't think I could put him quite on the uh, Rich Hill level, but I'm going to give David Peterson a two. Trevor Williams a zero. Um,
2: yeah, you know what? I'm with you. It's the at LAD. You know, he's like, I I could give him a three if it was a different matchup, but I'm with you. I'm going to go with a two.
1: Jordan Montgomery still looking for that elusive first win. That's kind of silly given how good the uh, Yankees are, but got a tough matchup to start anyway, versus the angels and the angels against lefties kind of scary, but, uh, then he's. Versus Detroit, and uh, I'm going to give him a four, and he's a high end four for me, Jordan muckham.
2: I've got him in the in the five range, so I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say five because I have to drop him a lot to get him out of the five range from where I have him ranked, and I'm I am admittedly aggressive on him, uh, so it, it's the baseline is pretty high. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a five.
1: I've been loving the uh, the ride with Paul Blackburn so far, but do you think it could be? Paul Blackburn regression week coming up versus Houston versus Boston. Uh, at least they're both at the Coliseum, but um, I'm going to give Blackburn a four just because of the matchups, but he's pitched like a five. Yeah. Now,
2: I mean, I'm being technical and, and goofy here, but you know, for me, I don't know that it's regression. I think he's just facing good teams and the numbers could get worse. Naturally for me, the regression has to do with the luck, and cause he's, he's in, 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 incurred some good luck. Um, you know that is independent of the team, but will the ERA start to go in the other, you know, south, if you will? Yeah, um, I got him as a three.
1: As a three, okay. Yeah, I, I guess it's kind of hard to sit a guy like that, but maybe in certain situations, um, you you take what you've banked so far, and you hope. Yeah, no, you know, I can see that. Down you don't risk giving a lot of it back. I can see uh, it. Kyle Gibson versus san francisco versus the angels san francisco just it doesn't look like a daunting lineup on paper but they somehow score runs so <laughs> That's what they do uh gibson's been okay but a two is that too high I... I think it might be one two i'm going with a one okay, I'm um, go but one, i mean two.
2: i can i can you know i think a two is justified but
1: when it came out of my mouth it felt yeah <laughs> it felt too
2: high so yeah wanna... i'm gonna go i mean Nola needs defense. They all need defense, but so does Gibson, even more so than Aaron Nola and 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 Zach Wheeler. He's just lost on that team with the with the with the defense. Have you seen some of that stuff?
1: Not really. I, what Philly's doing? I just know just, the oh, Philly defense is terrible. I mean, it's it's sometimes we say it because
2: on you know Castellanos and Schwarber, they're not just the two of them, but the team. They're just playing terrible defense. It's oh, so ugly. Anyway. Hmm.
1: Well, that's what they knew they were getting when they brought well, in Schwarber and yeah, yeah, Castellanos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach Thompson's going to be a zero. No real need to right. spend time there. Right. Um, and again, Ronzi Contreras next weekend versus the Arizona Diamondbacks at home. Nick Martinez at St. Louis at Milwaukee. He's been pretty solid. Nothing spectacular, but um, in the whips, the whip is hurting you right now. One, three, six, but yeah. Um, at St. Louis at Milwaukee. I'm gonna give him a one. Is that too low? I just I, I i'm really giving him
2: a, i'm giving him a two. Um, he may drop into the one range when I do my up when I do the uh, the real update. Hmm. But I'm gonna start with a two. I think San Diego does a decent job of you know kind of like Tampa not hanging their pitchers out to dry. So I I feel somewhat safe. That he won't get completely crushed, but sometimes it just happens. Sometimes it's just what you know, what it happens so quick you can't do anything about it.
1: Yeah, Bob Melvin's really good manager, by the way. Yeah, he's he does know how to put his guys in their best position. George Kirby at Baltimore, at Texas. That's a great one. Um, I actually think I'm gonna go four. My initial inclination was three, but uh. Man, if you got him, you probably spent up for him, and no way you're, you're sitting him for this two stuff.
2: No, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to say three, but I'm not sitting him, no. um, especially because you know he, he he's gone through a rough a rough patch against a couple of good teams. <laughs> so uh, I don't think I know you can. I don't think you can buy low on George Kirby um, right now. But you know I'm I will I will go three. I've got I mean, have him in the XFL, run him out there every week. I'm you know this is my retribution week. I hope
1: i got to admit, Logan Webb's been kind of disappointing for me. Yeah, yeah, breakouts yeah. are down 40 Ks and 53 in the third innings. Uh, so I think in light of his performance so far, he's kind of lost five status for me. So he's going to be a four Logan Webb. I we agree.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, been pretty vocal about waiting on pitching and he was one of my targets as my SP one. Same. And it didn't work. You know, I also would get, kevin gaussman a lot sometimes they get them both together so you know it's some. it's not it's not the strategy it's who you landed on mm-hmm. if you landed on kevin gaussman you're a genius if you landed on logan webb you're an idiot right
1: yeah true <laughs> well hopefully maybe if you missed on webb you got a manoa or a verlander yeah, yeah, range yeah, too yeah. To well i you not know, i you
2: know i you can't get an l big enough for me from for look for, for Oh, you know, i'll tell so i'll wear awesome. that you know i'll wear
1: that well hey history did Did it influence your decision there? History told us that it wasn't going to happen, but Verlander has uh, bucked history this year. Uh, Jacob Junis, by the way, for for San Francisco, he's been pitching pretty well. At Philadelphia, though, at Miami, uh, I could see myself maybe picking up Junis this week. I'm a two. Um, I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's probably right. Uh, Jake Woodford we have penciled in. I guess he was called up yesterday. So, oh, yeah, Aaron, uh, Jordan Hicks to the IL. So yeah. there is a, an opening there. They already have Librator in there. Woodford, hmm, let me just look at his, like, game log. Right. I'd, I'd,
2: be, I'd be curious to know. Yeah. Is he, how, are we expecting three, four, five? What are we expecting?
1: Well, it looks like his latest outing was May 24th. Against Iowa down in the majors or in the minors, he only went three innings there. May 18th, he only went three innings in the minors at the big league level. He hasn't gone more than three and a third innings, so yeah, he's gonna be a zero.
2: He's a zero, yeah,
1: kind of a glorified bullpen game. Uh, Jake Woodford, zero, uh, and then Adam Wainwright, two for that team. I think he's probably a four, just not in that five mix, but um. Yeah,
2: I'll, I'll go there. Yeah, I'll go there. I, mean, I thought it was really cool where, you know, not the, wins or wins. What, you know, silly stat. I don't care. I think it was really cool that when he and Yachty set the most number of wins as a battery.
1: I thought that was kind of cool. You know, I respect history, and so I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that I, I thought have that to was admit. cool. Begrudgingly, as a Reds fan, I'll admit it. All uh, right. Drew Rasmussen. Ryan Yarbrough. I actually saw a little bit of that Yarbrough start the other day. That was a that was a pitcher's duel. That was him and like Nestor Cortez, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 that was yeah, yeah. that was crazy. They're both dialing in. And Rasmussen's been one of the, the great found money pieces on the yep. pitching well, side. Well, I mean I guess you paid up a little bit for him.
2: I, well, I don't say found. I mean there were I mean I, I happen to be one and then um I think that there he had his um
1: Proponents in the in yeah, draft yeah, season, for sure. But he still was relatively cheap at the end, of right? It, yes, mid absolutely. to end, of
2: absolutely, um, absolutely.
1: So I'm going to give him a four. And Rory and Yarbrough, given the matchups, I mean, t- the White Sox are pretty brutal right now. Uh, I'm going to give Yarborough a two. I think. Um, get him in that
2: that borderline. I'm going to match you. Yeah, I'll, I'll. Yeah, White Sox are not are not daunting, and it's in trap. So yeah, I, 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 yeah, two, two, two's good.
1: Martin Perez feels like one of the biggest traps out there right now, but he just keeps getting it done. I don't know how, but am I kind of like weighing the long track record too heavily? Like when do you, when do you kind of have to pivot a little bit on a guy like Martin Perez? I,
2: well, I, I wrote about him in this week's Z files, which is not up as we speak, but hopefully we'll be up fairly soon. Uh, the, the the focus of the piece was pitchers whose baseline I'm adjusting um, specifically for the rest of season rankings, and where I landed with Martin Perez was all right zero homers in over fifty innings now fluke et cetera, but I think once his homers settle, they may be a little bit he may be he may be benefiting from the ball, so I think to me the adjustment was keep everything else the same drop the homer expectation a bit and let and let the everything else play out the thing about that though is you're going to drop the homer expectation for you know a number of pitchers but even so um that's what I ended up doing so i do agree that it is a complete and utter trap but you know we've thought that for three three weeks now Mm -hmm. and if you kept with him you know, as I'm writing this piece, I, I waited to write him up last night because he was pitching. And he's like, oh, geez, he's going to crater right now. We know, not have to delete this paragraph, whatever. No, he didn't. So, um,
1: just devil magic, I guess. He's,
2: you know what, what it is with me now is at the point where, whereas before he's an unequivocal zero, I'm not giving
1: him a zero right now. Yeah, I, I penciled him for a one. Is that where you're at? Yeah,
2: I'm going to go two. Oh, okay. Um that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at with before I would just laugh it off. I'm giving him a two because if he isn't giving up homers, then he can be effective.
1: Hmm. Yes, well, well put. Now, glenn Otto actually had a pretty good outing his last time out against the Angels, struck out seven, only allowed one earned run over five. And I know Glenn Otto's kind of an Alex Chamberlain guy, or at least he popped up favorably on his pitch leaderboard at some point i can't really trust him so i eh, i could see maybe picking him up but i don't know about starting him for this so i'm gonna actually go zero on auto i'm gonna go with a one i'm not loving it
2: i'm gonna go one two i'm gonna go go with a one i can see there are scenarios where i would use it
1: yeah i could see you maybe in like my like a 15 teamer being desperate tampa
2: doesn't tampa doesn't scare me they're they're striking out a ton. Excuse me. They're striking out a ton.
1: Yeah. Glad to see a Rosarena picking it up a little bit. But yeah, the, yeah. the Rays aren't clicking on all cylinders. Uh, Gaussman's a five. Oh, yeah. That mark. Again, these, uh, well, I didn't mention it on this show yet. But these show notes will be included with the podcast. So all of our grades will be right there. If you want to just look at them there. And confirm, and then Eric Fetty and Patrick Corbin. Patrick Corbin of the one and seven record and six thirty ERA. Corbin's zero. Fetty at the Mets at Cincinnati may be worth consideration in deep league. Maybe I'll give Fetty a one, but Patrick Corbin's totally, you know, unusable at this point.
2: I almost want to say two for Fetty. Um, I need to check the strikeouts. Because in my mind, he's going to like a sneaky strikeout pitcher. I'm going to say one, um, but it it, it may be a two on the rankings. We'll see.
1: Well, busy week next week. Uh, Good luck in your fantasy baseball league. Still a long way to go, though. So, uh, yeah, keep grinding. We'll review these two-star pitcher scores for the week of May 30th, 2022. Zach Gallon a five. Charlie Morton, I say four. Todd, two. Kyle Wright, I say three, Todd, two. Tyler Wells, zero. Rich Hill, I say three, Todd, two. Marcus Stroman, two. Drew Smiley, I say one, Todd, two. Kyle Hendricks, I got him as a zero. Todd says two. Luis Castillo, I say three, Todd, four. Cal Quantrill, three. Herman Marquez, zero. Michael Kopek, four. Tariq Skubal, four. Ronnie Garcia, zero. Fromber Valdez, I say five, Todd, four. Jonathan Heasley, zero. Walker Bueller five. Julio Urias, five. Pablo Lopez, I say five, Todd, four. Cody Potite zero. Eric Lauer, four. Aaron Ashby, three. Joe Ryan, four. Dylan Bundy, I say three, Todd, two. David Peterson, two. Trevor Williams, zero. Jordan Montgomery, I say four, Todd, five. Paul Blackburn, I say four, Todd, three. Kyle Gibson, 1. Zach Thompson, 0. Nick Martinez, I say, 1. Todd, 2. George Kirby, I say, 4. Todd, 3. Logan Webb, 4. Jake Junis, 2. Jake Woodford, 0. Adam Wainwright, 4. Drew Rasmussen, 4. Ryan Yarbrough, 2. Martin Perez, I say, 1. Todd, 2. Glenn Otto, 1. Kevin Gaussman, 5. Patrick Corbin, 0. And finally, Eric Fetty, 1. Long list this week, and busy as you said. Anything else on your mind today, Todd? Before we sign off, not that I, you know, I, I think I
2: may have, met, I meant to say four for Hill. I was probably doing that two and four reverse in my head. Oh, I
1: gotcha. I but, can, but, I but can but change let, that for the show notes.
2: Yeah, yeah, four, four for Hill. But anyway, no, I just want to. Uh, I didn't get the URL, but if you follow me on Twitter, uh, check out the Memorial Day mock that we are doing. We've got uh, Peter Kreutzer, Howard Bender's in it, Perry Van Hook mcleod joe sheen angie lamont shelly shelly verstraight correct me if i'm wrong
1: yep that's awesome. all right
2: just i should have first
1: rate, first rate,
2: first oh there oh talk about yeah that's perfect uh yeah. justin mason scott pianowski and steve gardner uh are are doing this mock with us and it's you know it's it's kind of fun so it's an all-star um,
1: crew yeah
2: well tout war. you know any anyway, yeah. pick any 12 from tout and it'll be all-star crew uh, so, you know, we're not playing it out, but check it out. Uh, on t- I'll link it on my, on, on my Twitter page. And, um, I think we're gonna have Joe, Joe Sheehan on the show tomorrow, uh, Sunday to talk about, and Jeff and I are going to have, uh, Emmy award winning Alex Fast on our show Sunday.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. I saw you won an Emmy. That's so awesome. That dude is uber talented. Well, we, gave him, we, had one, him.
2: we gave him the rub, right? Oh yeah. We had we, him on, we, we had him on when he was nothing, when he was a nobody. So, I mean, we gave him the rub on the Saturday Saturday
1: um, MLB Network
2: regular show. So I think Jeff and I need a bit of a rub from Alex on Sunday. Yeah, it's time
1: for him to pay for it. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, exactly.
1: Look up (laughs) at the lights to to use a wrestling term. Anyway. All right, Todd. Well, great talking to you, man. And thank you all for being with us. Enjoy the long uh, weekend. And good luck next week. Talk to you soon on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast.